doing today we can only believe that you're fine wherever you are it's still your boy abayomi all the way from lagos nigeria and you're welcome to today's edition on jesus for the streets jesus for the street a program that comes your way a branch out of more motivation that comes your way every sunday we apologize for being unable to come your way last week is because I lost my mother and it took so much toll on me. I had to take that Sunday out just to process the pain and also birth this story. So we are here back and better and stronger for you. And you know, as we do it, let's take some deep breaths. Our own intention for you is that God bless the dead and God bless the living. God bless you as you are listening to us because we are alive and we are grateful for life. That is our intention. You know, so you're going to join me by breathing in slowly into your, I mean, through your nostrils for about 10 seconds. And you're going to release it from the same nostrils for about five to six seconds. When you breathe in, say to yourself, I'm alive. You don't have to say it with your mouth. You can just say it with your mind. And if you're driving, please don't try this. Just keep saying, I receive. Or keep saying whatever it is we are saying. So when you breathe in, say, I'm alive. And when you breathe out, say, I am grateful. When you breathe in, say, I'm alive. When you breathe out, say, I am grateful. Even as we join Whiskey in the next track, Mommy Me. Stay tuned, girls, people. Glory in death. You might be wondering, what is glory in death? Why should death be glorious? And I'm going to prove to you, God's people, that there is a very enormous misconception about what death, what death is. 
But journey with me in today's podcast as we learn together about death. But usually, like we do, I recommend I will take three sound and clean deep breath exercise. And remember how we started. I'm alive and I am grateful. As you are saying it, what you are grateful for, they will be revealing themselves to you. But the most important thing is breathing slowly through your nostrils and breathe out slowly through your nostrils. And journey with me in this wonderful journey. Like I said earlier, you might be wondering what is so glorious about death? What does death mean to you? Can we know and understand the full meaning of death? There is. Can mind be completely nothing with no residue of the past? Whether there is whether that is possible or not is something we can inquire into. Search out diligently, vigorously, work hard to find out. But if the mind is merely, if the mind merely clings to what it calls living, which is suffering, this whole process of accumulation and tries to avoid the other then it knows neither life nor death. So the problem is to free the mind from the known, from all the things that it has gathered, acquired, experienced, so that it is made innocent and can therefore understand that which death is. That is the unknowable. To find out what death is, there must be no distance between the death, sorry, the dead, and you who are living with your troubles and all the rest of it. You must understand the significance of death and live with it while you are fairly alert, not completely dead, not quite dead yet. <laughs> Tell me how easy it is 
with the struggles of life. Tell me how easy it is to differentiate life from death with the constant struggles that we go through every day of our life. That thing called death is the end of everything that you know. Your body, your mind, your work, your qualifications, your ego, your pride, your ambitions, the things that you have built up, the things that you want to do, the things that you have not finished, the things that you have been trying to finish. There is an end of all this when death comes. That is the fact, the end. What happens afterwards is quite another matter that is not important because you will not inquire what happens afterwards if there is no fear. Then that becomes something extraordinary, not sadistically, not abnormally or unearthly because death then is something unknown and there is immense beauty in that which is unknown. These are not just words. Now, God's people, let's talk about dying to what your mind clings to. Those negative things that come to mind when you hear the word death. Let's talk about it. With no fear in our minds. <laughs> not because we feel we are not going to die. But because we live every moment of our life. Of our lives. To prepare for our death. Knowing that it is your work, your works that will be tested. If you can stand the test of time, then you will have a long life. To find out the whole significance of death, what it means, to see the immensity of it, not just the stupid symbolic image of death. This fear of living and the fear of dying must completely cease. Not only consciously, but also deep down, subconsciously. Our lives being empty, we try to give significance to life, meaning to life. We ask, what is the purpose of living? We ask ourselves that question. What is the purpose of living? Because our own lives are shallow, worthless, and we think we must have an ideal to live with or to live by. It is all nonsense. In other words, fear is the origin of the separation between that fact, that fact which you call death and that fact which you call living. I will reiterate that. Fear is the origin of the separation between that fact, which you call death, and that fact, which you call living. What does death mean actually? Not theoretically. We are not discussing theoretically. 
We are not discussing merely to formulate ideas, a concept. We are talking of facts. And if you reduce a fact merely to a theory, it is your own misfortune. You will live with your own shadow of fear and your life will end miserably as it has begun miserably. So you have to find out how to live with death. Not a method. You cannot have a method to live with something you don't know. You cannot have that idea and say, tell me the method and I will practice it and I will live with death. That has no meaning. It's completely meaningless. You have to find out what it means to live with something that must be an astonishing thing. Actually to see it. To feel it actually. To be aware of this thing called death and of which you are so terribly frightened. Many people when they hear death, it brings fear. Anything that brings fear. But it's scripted in the book of 1 Timothy 1 verse 7. 1 Timothy 1 verse 7. For we've not been given the spirit of fear, but that of power and a sound mind. Sound mind on the light. If you have a sound mind, fear should be far from your mind. So when you hear the word death, it shouldn't bring fear. You think of better things like transformation, transition, death, be the unknown. What does it mean to live with something which you don't know? Think with me. I don't know if you've ever thought about it at all in that way. Probably you have not. All you have done is being frightened of it. You try to avoid it. Hey, hey, when you hear the word death, some people will be like, God forbid, but you know, hey, you know, like, I understand how they feel. But it's just the wrong way to feel when you hear the word death. So when some people, all they hear, when all they've done is being frightened of it, You've tried to avoid it. You do not look at it. Or you jump to some, some hopeful idea or belief and, there, and thereby avoid it. But you really want to find out what death means, right? And whether you can live with it as if you will live as you will live with your wife and your husband, with your children, your job, your anxiety. You live with all this, don't you? You live with your boredom. You live with your fears. Can you live in the same way with something that you don't know? To find out what it means to live, not only with the thing called life, but also with death, which is the unknown. To go into it very deeply, we must die 
to the things that we know. I am talking about psychological knowledge, not of things like your home or your office. We are talking about dying to the things that your mind clings to. You know we want to die to the things which gives us pain. We want to die to the insults, but we cling to the flattery. We want to die to the pain, but we hold on like green death to the pleasure. I'll reiterate that. You know we want to die to the things that give us pain. We want to die to insults, but we cling to the flattery. Why is that? We want to die to pain, but we hold on like green death to the pleasure. Please observe your own mind. Can you die to that pleasure? Not eventually, but now? You do not reason with death. You cannot have a prolonged argument with death. You have to die voluntarily to your pleasure. Which does not mean that you become harsh, brutal, ugly, like one of the saints. On the contrary, you become highly sensitive. Sensitive to beauty, to dirt, to squalor. And being sensitive, you care infinitely. God's people, let's go for a music break. Because like we do on Jesus for the Street, we try to keep it funky. We try to keep it on the high. So join with me as we go for this music break and stay tuned, God's people. Lekki, Aja, Bobo, 
Kaja, smoke fish, Jaja, Balu, Eja, Maryland, Keja, Aldemi, Eja, Lojo, 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 Bango, Mago, Mago, Ewa Matamba, Wito, Shibako, Mbako, Mbako, Iran, Fedra, Victor, Igweba, Yekbo, Yekba, Yekbo, Yekba, Lojo, 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 Mago, 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 Ewa Matamba, Wito, Shibako, Mbako, Mbako, Iran, Fedra, Victor, What does death mean to you? Have you ever considered the question or do you postpone that dreadful event and carry on? Knowing all around you, there is death. When you see the victims of the recent wars in the Far East, that appalling, suffering mystery, destroying marvelous trees, when you think about the wildfire in Australia, when you think about the death of a, of a poor child, the death of a father, the death of a mother, not knowing what it's all about, crying on the roadsides as you think deeply, crying on your bed, crying, shedding tears everywhere. When you look at all that, what is death? You must have considered it. For most of us, death means the ending of life. Is that what we are frightened about? Or is it just the separation from the dead from the living? And what is our daily life to which we cling to so enormously? May I ask you, have you thought about it at all? Have you inquired into it? Have you made research into this enormous problem which has confronted man from the beginning of time? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? Life and death are not divided. They are one. Now, is it possible to die to that which you know about yourself? To die. I am taking a very superficial example to a habit. Is it possible for you to die to a habit? Is it possible for you to die to a particular character? To put away a particular habit, either of drinking or smoking? Having a particular kind of food or the habit of sex? Completely to withdraw from it without an effort, without a struggle, 
without a conflict, then you will see that you have left behind the knowledge, the experience, the memories of all the things that you have known and learned and lived by. And therefore, you are no longer afraid. And your mind is astonishingly, astonishingly clear to observe what this extraordinary phenomenon is of which man has been frightened through millennia to observe something which you are confronted with. Everybody is confronted with death, which is of no time and which in its entirety is the unknown. Only that mind, that kind of mind, can so observe which is not afraid and which is therefore free from the known. The known of your anger, your ambitions, your habits, your greeds, your ego, your petty little pursuits, all these are the known. That which we call life is the known. You have to die to them, to let them go voluntarily, to drop them easily without any conflict. And it is possible. Yes, it is possible. This is not a theory. You can choose to be dead to what is said about you. You can choose to be dead to that gossip that you heard about yourself. You can choose to be dead to anything the same way people die voluntarily. You can also choose to die to some things. You can choose to die to bad habits. You can choose to die to that bad eating habit. If you are that kind of person, if you, if you are that kind of person that can make that extra effort, then you are the kind of person who has a mind clear enough to understand the mystery between death and living. And it is possible. It's not a theory. Then your mind is rejuvenated, young, innocent, fresh, and therefore it can live with that thing called death. Then you will see that life has an entirely different substance. Then life and death are not divided. They are one. Because you are dying every minute of the day in order to live, whether you like it or not. Every breath we take takes us closer to our grave. Whether you like it or not, you are dying every day. It is a fact. Whether we like it or not, all of us are going to die. Therefore, death is not meant to be feared. And the moment you get to a level where you are no more afraid of death, that is when you have started living. That's what we are trying to say. You must die every day to live, otherwise you merely carry along the repetition, like a gramophone record, repeating, repeating, and keep repeating. A deep breath to that. Please, as you breathe in, say to yourself, I'm alive. And when you breathe out, say, I am grateful for life.
So when you really have the perfume of this thing in your breath, in your being, not on some rare occasions, but every day, waking and sleeping, then you will see yourself without somebody telling you what an extraordinary thing it is to live with actuality, not with words or symbols, not by the traditions or not by prescriptions or description by anybody. Without somebody telling you, life becomes extraordinary thing. And you'll be like, what an extraordinary thing it is to live with actuality, not with words or symbols, to live with death and therefore to live every minute in a world in which there is not the known, but there is always the freedom from the known. It is only such a mind that can see what is truth, what is beauty, and that which is from the everlasting to the everlasting. Breathing with me, God's people. Say to yourself as you breathe in, I belong to the everlasting. As you breathe out, say, I am free. And as you breathe in, breathe out, please make mental pictures. Make positive mental pictures of yourself. What do you call yourself everlasting life? Is it growing wings like an angel's? Make mental pictures of yourself like that. You know how we do it on this show. Your life and the life of human beings throughout the world is a constant struggle. To earn a, live, a livelihood, to stay alive, to stay away from disease, pain, and pain, trying to be moral, trying to behave properly or rejecting behavior and trying to do something totally different. Worship this God or that God's, this goddess or that goddesses or being an atheist or a communist or a socialist. That is our life. Our life is a constant struggle. That is our life, the whole field of it, and we cling to that. We cling to that because that is the only thing we know. So the man, the mind, avoids death because he doesn't know what is going to happen. Basically, it says, "I know the living." However troublesome, however painful, however pleasurable, however agonizing. However destructive, I still know the living. That is all I know. And I hold on to that. I don't know the other. But one thing I want to just bring out here is that a man is made up of two major components. The consciousness, subconsciousness, I want you to know today that consciousness, that is logic. That is where your mind says one plus one equals to two. I want you to know that consciousness of your entire being is only one to 
that part of you that is so conscious, your two naked eyes that see, your ears that your ears that hear, your mouth that speaks, all those things, they are just one to ten percent of your being. The rest is your subconscious. That is where your character, your life, that is where issues of life, that's where they come out from. That is where God resides. God in you. That thing that is greater than he that is in the world. Where he resides is your subconscious. So when you stick to the things you know alone, you are sticking to 10%, 1 to 10% of the entire truth. That's what we are trying to say here. When you cling to living alone, that you want to avoid death, you want to avoid death, you want to avoid the things unknown, you are only choosing to cling to the conscious part of you. The subconscious part of you, which takes about 90 to 99%, what about that? That subconscious part of you is what makes you taller without you knowing it, without you feeling it. So show me a man who bases, who bases his life only on the consciousness and I will show you a man who is yet to be awakened. I will show you a man who is stupid, a man who is sleeping, who is, who is dead but is alive. When a man says, I want to base my life on what I know alone, the consciousness alone, then that man makes a stupid move. So the mind is always seeking security in relationships. It's always seeking relationship in something that seems permanent. The mind is always demanding it, and that security is within the field of the known. The known being knowledge, experiences, and memories that we create. On this note, God's people, let's take another deep breath. And when you breathe in, tell yourself, I am awakened. And when you breathe out, say, I am alive. Even as we take this music break from Olamide's EP, Triple Nine. Join me, God's people. so sharpened, uh, like the edges of the samurai sword. I'm trapped in between, yeah. I was shooting for the moon, caught a glimpse of the sun that got my eyes bleeding. I'm in chain, I'm in chain, looking like a prisoner. I feed my fears to the dogs, nothing else can pull me down. No pain, no gain for me. I just wanna be me. Yeah, my heart and my soul, they keep running. My brain and my thoughts are so money. I'm up and I grind while they on the night, so in the morning the fire will keep burning. Yo, heaven closing up on me, squeezing in with the lid so sharpened. Uh, like the edges of the samurai sword, I'm trapped in between. Yeah, I was shooting for the moon, caught a glimpse of the sun that got my eyes bleeding. Whoa, but this can't be blood cause of the way it hurts. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, she feels like a piercing. Through my eyeballs and my lids, like fragments of broken glasses. This shit got me craving for peace. Nah, turn on the switch, cause you know that you gon' flip all the scripts. 
Open up my verse, can you tell the beat? Hustle hard and take a broke niggas bitch. No joy, man, I want them no joy. Grew up in the trenches where we play with their kids, no toy. Mama said, lose everything, but never lose your focus. I'm on again, what I don't want, but I'm on your own boy. Life happens, and don't man, on a big affair. I've been tagged and loser, but it's my choice to win. If I didn't want to team, I'd be caught in between. You that I'd be bossing those who was the one he did the same. Started from the solo, my family wanted a logo. He thought it's like a magic, I'm cashing out for Loto. You're crushing out my photo, see, not just a photo. He bought your logo, Dodo, and I know you know so. Hey, know hey, so. hey, this is natural. I don't fuss in many natural. Why everybody acting like they own the world? I don't need nobody, homie, I'm the one. And, I go back to back, they got guns, I got money in my ass enough. Boy check, make money for a living now. I don't let nobody ever bring me down. I see niggas opposing me. And when the camera comes, they're still posing it. Oh that shuddy only love me when the money and I just bring my friends and the friends of my enemies. Uh, they don't give me but I take it. Oh, they don't give me, but I take it. I say the reason why everybody hate it. Jesus got enemies, I know the same shit, yeah. Woke up this morning feeling like fuck the world. My mama called to tell me she misses me like that nasty song. Who would have thought that that boy would make you school? Or do you know I'm not I'm not Where you coming home? Ah, I believe it, honesty. Be slapping nigga. If you ever lie to me, I think I thought out to be. Everything this motherfucker said I wouldn't be. Shagali, I like you, I choose me if Nah, this is like this is when the women see be with. Sliding knife and out of cake and I go kick on for your face. I think I'll only stay in office cause I'm too lazy to quit. I'm too lazy to quit. I'm the best and still ready to be. Theoretically. All these niggas still babies to me Hands stretched out like there's something I'm trying to reach There's something in my jeans The poop we trying to get me some confidential shit That's why I keep it in the music like 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 They don't give me but I take it Oh they don't give me but I take it I say the reason why everybody hate it Jesus got enemies I got the same shit yeah. So one can say, living is a great travel with occasional flashes of something else and death is the unknown. And so there is a constant battle between the living, which is the known, and death, which is the unknown. The ancient Egyptians and others, they tried to carry over their idols, their furniture, ivory, beautiful masks, lovely jewelries, slaves, and paintings into other world, into other world that they believed in. In Asia, they say there is a permanent entity as the me, the soul, that with true righteous behavior in the present improve itself in the future life. So they believe in reincarnation. By that they mean a better life. And though they believe that, it is all just words. Because their behavior in daily life is just ordinary, brutal, envious. So belief doesn't matter a hoot. What matters is the enjoyment or their pleasures in the field of the known. The consciousness. When you observe all this, from the ancient times to the present day, those who believe in the resurrection and those who believe in reincarnation, those who only worship the present, 
they are always living in the known. Let's begin with that. What is that which is known that we cling to? I cling to my life. Why? I don't want to die. Why? Some might say it's the only thing we've got. That's why they cling to life. What have you got? Let's examine it. What do you think you have? Constant struggle. Every day. You want to pay school fees? You want to gain admission? You want to finish with good grades? You want to be posted to a nice place to serve? After that, you want to look for a job? After job, you want to find a spouse, a partner? You want to raise a family? You start giving birth, then you need to double your income? You need to triple your income? Some behaviors you want to quit? These are the things we cling to. These are the things we call life. A constant struggle. And some people will say it's okay to cling on to this thing because now the only thing we get. Some might say it's the only thing we've got. What have you got? Examine it very well, God's people. Examine it very well. What have you got? All the trouble of old age, the diseases, the pains, the struggles. Why does the mind, your mind, cling to something that you call the known? with all the pain and fury inside that is it because the known gives security if in death you found something permanent secure you love that too wouldn't you so the mind wants security however fleeting however painful however destructive however violent however enjoyable the mind wants security. In that there is some security, some sense of some sense of survival. Sorry, in that there is some security, some sense of survival, some sense of knowing. The known gives to the mind a sense of safety, so the mind clings to it. You've got a mind and you can find the meaning of living only when you discard totally the structure which man has put together. So if you do not find the meaning of living deeply and therefore merely accept existence as it is, you are incapable of inquiring into death. The title of this message still remains the glory of death. Knowing what death is all about. Somebody visited my mom, visited during my, I mean, during the process when my mom died, you know. This man visited after a while she died, she passed on, you know. And he said something that to live a hundred years in life without your mind being awakened, in comparison to living just 22 years and your mind is awakened, is worse off. This is what I mean. 
It's better to live 22 years knowing God. It's better to live 22 years of your life with your mind awakened to God and who God is than to live 122 years without your, with your mind dead, merely existing within the field of the known, merely existing within your consciousness and not being able to reach out to your subconscious, your subconscious where your life is. In the view of these many people, they just they merely exist. They don't live. If you don't find meaning to life deeply on a deeper level, you merely accept existence as it is. Therefore, you are incapable of understanding this message. Therefore, you are even afraid. To hear this message because you don't want to hear about death you want to keep your life based on what you know alone that person whoever that chooses to just live his or her life within the confinement of consciousness that person is incapable to inquire into death they are not separate things the life that you lead which is constant struggle every day eat yeah every day rain when you want eat cold when you want to when you want to feel it or feel it when you want to feel cold all those constant struggles they are inseparable from death because whether you like it or not all those things every day leads us to our death therefore death and life they are not they are two inseparable things the life that you lead, is that living? Is that a way of an intelligent? Is that the way of a sane person? Is that a way of a human being? Is that the way to live? Whatever you say to that is actually a, rhetoric, a rhetorical question. You want to find another way of living? How do you find out? If this is not the way of living, you want to. If this is not the way of living and you want to find another way of living, how do you find out? You can only find out through inquiry. Which means a mind that is capable that is capable of looking without any direction or motive. When you have a motive, it is directed and therefore distorted. So a mind that inquires into living must have no motive in inquiry. And is therefore free to inquire. Like a scientist who doesn't come with a motive but only looks at what is taking place under the microscope. I will not accept this way of living under any circumstances. I don't want to live that way. Therefore, my mind asks, how is it to inquire into death? How is it to inquire into life? Is there a different way of living? To find a different way of living and therefore a different meaning of existence, I must come to it with a mind that is not prejudiced, not frightened, 
I must come with a mind that is not prejudiced, not frightened, a mind that doesn't know what is going to happen, but is going to find out. That means a mind that has no fear of what is going to discover. Unlike many of us, when we hear death, it brings this strange fear into our minds. A mind that is afraid anytime you hear death is incapable of inquiring into death. That is the primary importance in inquiry. No motive and no fear. Please don't accept a thing that I am just saying. I have no authority over you. I'm only sharing with you what I know and also what I'm making inquiry into. I am not your guru. I have no authority over anybody. This is just my own opinion. We are all inquiring. You are no followers. I'm not leading anybody into this because it is actually a field of unknown. All of us, we are inquiring. The way we are living has no meaning. And I want to find out what is the meaning of living. If there is a different way of living, I see and I look for it. I search for it, I yearn for it, a different way of living that will give me clear pictures, vivid pictures of the future. So the way we are living has no meaning and we want to find out what is the meaning of living in case there is a different way of living. I see there is a different way of living when there is no division in action, in thought, in the observer and the observed. No division. I see thought has made this world what it is. And I'm also part of that world. And that world is me. Thought is responsible. So I am concerned now with the investigation of thought. I see thought is necessary. Otherwise, I can't speak right now. Or drive a car. Thought is necessary to function in a factory or businesses. Thought is necessary in the employment of the knowledge which I have acquired. I see in that area thought is necessary, but I see thought is totally unnecessary in relationship with its image. Therefore, is it possible to live without thought functioning in a certain area? 
and thoughts not functioning in relationship because thought is not love. So I have found something. I'm sure you want to know what I've found out. But unfortunately, this is where we are going to draw the curtain for today. The glory of death. What glory lies ahead in death? What is so glorious about death? The glory of death begins with you knowing what death is all about. And for you to fully have understanding of death, it's imperative to also understand what living is all about. What known is all about. Remember earlier we talked about life, living, being that which is known and death being that which is unknown. And for some time now we've been talking about living. The constant struggles that come with living. And how it is difficult to differentiate death from living. Because every day of our life, we live to die. And we die to live. All this and more are what we are going to learn in the next edition. And as we normally do, let's take some deep breaths, God's people, to everything you have known. As you are breathing in, breathing through your nostrils for about 10 seconds, breathe out through your nostrils, that same nostrils for about 5 to 6 seconds. There will be a time we are going to talk about all these things. Why we do all these things, all this breath exercise. It is finding peace through life and death. It is being able to concentrate on what we want. Because if I ask you right now, do you want to live? You will say you want to live. Everybody wants to live. Everybody dies. But not everybody lives. But all of us must die at some point. My mother just died. Most of my family members, we feel the pains. We feel the pains of our, of our, of our loss and of our death. However, we can choose, all of us can choose how we respond to death. These are many more are the things we are still going to talk about. So let's take some deep breaths, God's people. Breathe in slowly and when you breathe in, say in your mind, I am alive. And when you breathe out, say, I am grateful. And when you're saying you're grateful, make mental pictures of you showing gratitude. When you say you're alive, make mental pictures of you being alive. How do you feel alive? Is it by being relaxed? Sitting in a very comfy chair? Wear air conditioned? How do you feel alive? What makes you alive? Is it by watching Asna? Is it by watching Martin, your favorite club? Is it whatever it is you do? Is it by drinking? Is it by smoking? Whatever that makes you alive. Make a mental picture of it. And say to yourself, breathing in, I'm alive. And when you breathe out, say, I am grateful for the money that I have. 
I am grateful for my children. I am grateful. Whatever it is you are grateful for, make a mental picture. When you do all these things, you speak to your subconscious directly. You relate with the subconscious part of you directly when you breathe in. Because when someone is that when someone is dead, what is absent? What's the difference between the dead and the living? When you are using your consciousness to determine the difference, the conscious person is breathing. The subconscious, as in the, someone who is who, who, who doesn't who is not conscious, who is unconscious, that person is not breathing. So imagine when you can breathe, when you are alert, when you are alive and you choose to seize it, you are communing with a deeper part of yourself. You are communing with a deeper spirit. Join me, God's people. I am alive. I am grateful. Okay, so that's it god's people want to say thank you to all our listeners worldwide you know we get your messages we get your comments please keep them coming you know we love you that's why we do what we do our mission at more motivation is to energize the world with more positivities you know so every day on our instagram on our whatsapp on our whatsapp status on our twitter and even facebook we normally supply daily mess daily messages spot on messages that the kind of messages inspiring messages that you know you'll be like wow is this person going through what i'm going through you know but it's just the gift of god and we try to share with the world so this is it god's people stay tuned for part two of this message which will be coming your way next week sunday on jesus for the streets thank you god's people stay blessed
Send our love to all the mothers out there who are still alive. We send our love to all the mothers out there who are willing to be one. And also we send our love to all the mothers who are gone, who are now angels, who still carry on with motherhood. Motherhood is great job. And we seize the moment right now to say big thank you to all the women, all the mothers, God bless you all. Happy Sunday worldwide. You are welcome to, to, to today's episode on Jesus for the streets. A branch out of more motivation that comes your way on a daily basis on all our social media platforms and on, on a Sunday like this. And on Thursday, Mercury 11. We welcome you to this edition with Tupac Shakur, dear mama. show we love to start with deep breath take some deep breaths right now breathe in through your nostrils for about 10 seconds and breathe out through same nostrils for about five to six seconds and when you breathe in this is what you say in your mind I am awakened 
When you breathe in, say it with your mind. You don't have to say it with your mouth. It might be difficult to do the same thing at the two things at the same time. And when you breathe out, this is what you say. I choose to be free. I choose to be free. Take a deep breath with me, God's people. Continue to do the deep breath. I thought to myself, if you are from my tribe and you are Yoruba, when you breathe in, why don't you say Moji? Breathe in, say to yourself, Motiji. And when you breathe out, say to yourself, I choose to be free. Even as you enjoy four, 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 triple four with me by Jay Z. Breathe, God, God's people. Wish I could take it back to the beginning. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. Light nigga, dog nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, field nigga. Still nigga. interesting topic last week the glory of death and I believe you had fun listening to it <laughs> yes yeah, some people said to me it was difficult to understand 
That is what happens when you release secrets about life. It has to be coded. It has to be quite tasking to decode so that the power doesn't just fall in the wrong hands. After all, power is always there for everybody to pick up, staring at everyone. However, with the struggles of life, people lose sight of the real thing. Therefore, they find it difficult. They say, if you want to hide something for a black man, put it into writing and give it to him or her. But instead of me to say black man, I say men. If you want to hide something from men, put it into writing. Make it a black and white. Give it to them. I can assure you, 75% of them will never read it. Welcome to this week. Welcome to this episode on Jesus for the Street. Where we're going to be releasing three major secrets of life. Glory of Death, Part 2. Welcome with me, God's people. But before we go into it, why don't we take another deep breath? It's never too much. It's never too many. Take as many. Say to yourself, Motiji, when you breathe in. And say it in your mind when you breathe out. I choose to be free. Slavery is a freedom. I beg your pardon. Slavery is a choice. Freedom is a choice. Choose to be free, my friend. Choose to be free. Glory of death, part two. Remember, you can always be part of this program. You can connect with us. You can DM us. You can comment, you can like all these messages on Anchor FM. And we also send the links on all our social media platforms. Please watch out for them, connect with us, ask us questions, recommend topics for us. You know we are all about positive vibes at Yomi Daniels. More motivation is all about positive vibes. We come your way every day in, from, in form of spot-on messages on all our social media media platforms on the instagram on our whatsapp status on our twitter and on our facebook we always come your way daily and we also come your way on thursday with mercury 11 and also jesus for the street on a sunday like this happy sunday to you worldwide and i'm positive that the universe is with us amen the glory of death, part two. Before we go to the glory of death, part two, I thought to myself, anyone who took the pain, who must, who took the pain to listen to part one, will find the answers to the questions in part one in this very part in this episode. In this episode, we are going to be summarizing what part one was all about for better understanding. Then we're going to finish the study. And trust me, by the time we get to the end, your life must have transformed. Your mind must have woken up. Because that is what we want. We want all. We want life. If I ask you, do you want to die? I'm sure the answer will be no. Nobody wants to die. But everybody wants to go to heaven. Today, we are going to be learning so much. 
What are those things we learn in part one? For us to make a complete sense of death is a matter of great import to make our minds innocent. For us to make a complete sense of death is a matter of great import to make our minds innocent. What does it mean? Be free in your mind. For you to have full knowledge, full understanding about death is important for you to free your mind. Like the saying goes, the fruits of a tree are never far from the tree itself. In the same way, death, which we established in the first in the last episode, part one of this series, we established that death, death is the unknown. Why living is the known. So when you say the fruit of a tree, the fruit, the fruits of a tree are never far from the tree itself. In the same way, death, the unknown, is not far from the living, which is the known. We also learned that fear is the origin of the separation between that fact, which you call death, and that fact, which you also call living. Fear is the origin of the separation between that fact, which you call death, and that fact, which you call living. It's also great to remember of facts in such matters. And if you reduce a fact to merely into a theory, that is, common beliefs, traditions, or what you are told by your father, or what you are told by your mother, if you limit facts to all these things, it is to your own misfortune. You will live with your own shadow of fear and your life will end miserably as it has begun miserably. If you live with your boredom, your fears, can you live in the same way with something that you don't know? These are part of the things we talked about in the last episode. Many of us want to make heaven. Only we do not want to die. We want to die to the things which give us pain. We want to die to the insults. But we cling to the flattery. You enjoy being flattered. These are many more are the things we talked about in the last episode. You enjoy being lied to. There are some people when you tell them the truth is a problem. But lie to them, they welcome it. They like to be flattered. You say you want to die to the things that give you pain. So you want to die to the things that make people insult you. But you cling to flattery. Who does that? We want to die to the pain. But we hold on like grim, like grim death to the pleasure. You want to quit smoking. You want to quit smoking. You want to quit drinking. But you find serious pleasure. Without it, you can't function. You find pleasure in it. How do you die?
Why do you choose to kill yourself? We also learned that the possibility to die to that which you know about yourself, that is death to a habit, death to a particular eating habit, drinking habit, smoking habit, talking habit, gossiping habit, always talking, always saying things that are unworthy, gossiping, small talks, backstabbing, the possibility to die to all these things, to put away a particular habit, either of drinking or smoking, having a particular kind of food, or the habit of sex, completely to withdraw from it, from them all, without an effort, without struggle, without regrets, and also use death. Use death to your advantage. You can die to all these things without conflict. It gives us leverage to be able to live with death and also use death accordingly. Still summarizing the glory of death part one. The very last episode, another thing we learned was that only that mind, a mind that can put away the knowns, we established what knowns are. The things we know, the struggle of life. So one of the things we learned last week was that only that mind that can put away the knowns can so observe, which is not afraid, which is therefore free from the known, the known of your anger, the known of your ambitions, your greeds, your petty little pursuits. All these are the known. You have to die to them. To let them go voluntarily, to drop them easily, without any conflict. And trust me, it is possible. It is only such a mind that can see what is truth, what is beauty, and that which is from everlasting to everlasting. For you to experience everlasting to everlasting, you need to free your mind from what the society tells you. You need to free your mind from what the religion tells you. You need to free your mind from what your father tells you. You need to free your mind from all the struggles of life that you are taught to pursue. Endless pursuit of life. You need to free your mind from such. That is only when you, your mind can be true, innocent, and be able to comprehend the mystery of death. Trust me, God's people, we are going to be unveiling so many secrets of life and if you have access to lay your hand on this episode is to your own advantage it's your own advantage all these messages didn't come cheaply they come by being inquisitive by searching seek and you shall find ask and you shall be answered and you shall have answers knock and it shall be opened unto you this is what we do. This is how these messages come to us. Because we want them, we desire them in order to heal the world. What, what was another thing we learned last week? We also learned that your life and the life of human beings throughout the world is a constant struggle. To earn a livelihood, to stay alive, to be free of disease, to be free of pain. 
trying to be moral, trying to behave properly, and rejecting some behaviors, trying to do something totally different, worshiping this God, worshiping this goddess, worshiping that God, worshiping that goddess, struggles of life, our lives as humans throughout the world is a constant struggle. You want to gain admission? You want to pass out with good grades? You want to get good jobs? You want to get married? You want to give birth? Then you want to enlarge your family? You want to buy a house? You need to buy the second car? All these, all these little portions of life, they make life struggle. They make us struggle in life. These are the known. Don't forget that. That is our life. The whole field of it. And we cling to that because that is the only thing we know. So the mind avoids death because it doesn't know what is going to happen. Because we know little about death. Basically, our mind says, I know the living, however troublesome, however painful, however pleasurable, however agonizing, however destructive. That is all I know, and I want to hold on to that. Many of us want to hold on to the living alone. I don't know the other. I don't know death. Hey, so I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to think about it. But you are going to die anyway. In short, you will die first. Because you are dead already before death comes. But many of us feel we can speculate about death. We can invent death and we can rationalize it. We can have marvelous beliefs about it. But the fact is, many people prefer to, many people cling to the known. So the mind is always seeking security. In relationship, relationship between husband and wife, relationship between mothers and children. You will see mothers confiding in their children. We seek security in life. It's because we seek security. But securities, those, those things we call security, they are only but feeble. They can never stand the test of time. The mind is always seeking relationship. I mean, security in relationship. In something permanent. What we call life is not living. I will prove that to you. This was something we learned, we learned in the last episode. That which we call life is not living. And you can find the meaning of living only when you discard totally the structure which man has put together about life. These are many more, apart of the things we learned last week. But before we continue on this summary, why don't you take another music break, God's people? Join me on this one. Stay tuned. Like usual, way off in the deep end, like usual. 
Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us. Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush. Say my day's a number, but I keep waking up. No, you see my text, baby, please say something. Why am I the glass, man, a cheapskate, huh? Niggas gotta move on my release day, huh? Bitch, this is fame, not clout. I don't even know what that's about, watch your mouth. Baby, got an ego twice the size of the crib. I can never tell a shit, it is what it is. Said what I had to and did what I did. Never turn my back on FBG, God forbid. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist, doing front flips. Giving you my number, but don't hit me on no dumb shit. Working on the weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist, going nuts. Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us. Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush. It's cool, man. Got red bottoms on. Life is good. You know what I mean? for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch. Ooh. I'm fooling out of Spain to be in my domain, the bottom of the bitch. Dropped $3 on the ring, call it Billy Truck, little bitch. Ooh. I was in the trap, serving cocaine, they ain't been the same fence. Granted, she was standing right down while I catch play on the brick. Ooh. I made them little niggas go hate while I tell the band in this bitch. Ooh. I done been down bad enough to trench set and ride that stick. Ooh. Who gave you pills? Who gave that dust? Pluto sent you on the lick. Too many convicts that roll me to play with this shit. Ooh, I've nonsense, getting old songs spreading this bitch. Ooh, they had the counter like lighting it up, nigga, hit if I can get it. Ooh, I'm on a PJ lighting it up, bad boy, full of sticky. Ooh, I'm trying to tote that Drake on London and then it's extended. Ooh, they got a stretch of nigga, how we gon' die for this shit. Ooh, yeah, I ride for my niggas, I lie for my bitch. What we call life is not living, and you can find the meaning of living only when you discard totally the structure which man has put together. So if you do not find meaning of living deeply, and therefore merely accepting existence as it is, you are incapable of inquiring into death. Which means you are not with us, which means you are not part of this episode. Because in the inquiry into living, you will find how to inquire into death. They are not two separate things. The life that you lead is that living. Life of manipulations. Life of lies. Is it life of love? Or is it life of cheats? Life of self-righteousness. Life of fakeness. Life of theft. Life of strife. What kind of life do you lead? They are not two separate things. The life you lead, is that a living? Is that a way of an intelligent? Is that a way of a sane person? The kind of life you live, is that the way a normal human being is supposed to be living? Is that a way to live? Finally, it's your boy Abayomi all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, a.k.a. Yomi D. I'm not liable for all the things we learn. I am not liable for all this information. 
as we like only to inquire with a mind void of structure or motives. Please don't accept a thing that the speaker says. He has no authority. I am not your guru. You are not my followers. All of us are merely inquiring. Take a deep breath with me and say to yourself, I am awakened. And when you breathe out, say to yourself, I choose to be free. So that takes us to the end of the summary of part one. Welcome to the second part of this episode, the glory of death. Everybody will die. The rich will die. The old will die. The sick will die. I will die. Everybody dies, not everybody lives. There must be something glorious about this thing. People, are, people choose to be afraid of it. But I choose to be bold about it because I want to know. The way we are living is meaningless. And I want to find out what is the meaning of living. And if there is a different way of living, there must be a different way of living only when there is no division. In a place where, there, where you see no division, in thoughts, in actions, in, in the observers, in the observed. That is where the living resides. If there is a way of living, there must be a different way of living only when there is no division in action, in thoughts, in the observer and the observed. Furthermore, I see what thoughts, what thoughts has made the world to be. And I am part of that world. And that word is actually me. Furthermore, I see what thought has made this world to be. I see what thought has made this world exactly what it is. I said earlier that I'm part of that world. That world is actually me. That world is you. You and I. Remember that scripture that says, He that is on the inside. Is greater than he that is in the world. You are part of the world. You and I, our energy combined together, it makes this world what it, it is right now. Thought is responsible for what we call this world. The investigation of thought becomes expedient. If thought can be necessary for what we call living, Some set of people decide to come together. They form the religion in order to guide the living of men. Some people decide to come together. They form the tradition. They allow it to govern the lives of men. 
And all these things, some people just hold on to them without questioning them. Thought is exactly what led to all these things. So, that takes us to another subtopic. What is thought? The, investi the investigation of thought becomes expedient. I see thought is necessary. Pay attention to your thoughts, God's people. All the confusions of this world, all the struggles of living, they all started from thought. Imagine that little thing. Everybody thinks good or bad. You are thinking something right now. I am thinking something right now. We think over, we think hundreds of thousands of things in 24 hours. Imagine, and all these thousands in hundreds, they are the foundation of the reality that we see around us. This makes investigation into thought expedient. Pay attention to your thoughts. What you think every moment becomes your reality eventually. Otherwise, it's difficult to speak. It is difficult to drive a car if you don't know how to think. Thought is a beautiful thing if used correctly. Don't get me wrong. Thought is a beautiful thing if it is applied correctly. Thought is necessary. Thought is necessary for us to function. Maybe in a factory, in a company, in a business. Thought is necessary for us to function. Thought is necessary in the employment of the knowledge which I have acquired personally. I see in that area and other term, thought is necessary. But I see thought is totally unnecessary in relationships and associations, especially with its image. I won't say more than that. It is possible to live with thought functioning in a certain area and thought dysfunctioning in relationships especially. Your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your kids. Sometimes the same thought that is okay, that is correct in some areas, in some areas they can be dysfunctioning. So I have found something. What is it I have found? Before I tell you what I have found, let's take this music break. Stay tuned, universe. Somebody 
showed me a way that I can solve them. They calling police and they saying that I robbed them. They calling for backup, bringing me whole squad in. That they screaming, get on the floor, they got me crawling. Then they slapping cuffs on my wrists, I'm getting rolling. I didn't explain, officer, but they will not let me. Anything I say will be used against me. So it's best that I surrender gently. And they will provide a lawyer to defend me. I ain't get saved by the law if I demand it. I still got remanded. Da 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 Now I get everywhere that I go. When I wanna make a bit, security follows. When I go to court, I'm holding my Bible. Da 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 Now I get everywhere that I go. When I wanna take a shit, security follows. When I go to court, I'm holding my Bible. Got some problem, problem, problems. Somebody show me a way that I can solve them. They calling police and they saying that I shot them. Now I'm on the news, cop saying you got it. My father complaining and my mama bawling. Cause the son's a problem, problem, problem. All over the news like Osama bin Laden. Judgment shall reach them. Oh, judgment shall reach them. Judgment shall reach them. Oh, Lord. They don't wanna set me free, and my PO don't wanna let me be. Got me feeling like he obsessed with me, so I get back up. So I told him I ain't going back to jail. I ain't gonna spend my whole life in the cell. So I have found something. I have found a deep meaning. I have a way, I have found a way of living where thought functions normally, where thought functions objectively, where thought functions logically, even sanely. And therefore, there is no psychological movement at all. The psychological movement as the me factor, me, you know that feeling, me, 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 a whole me, me, Abayomi, me, this, me, that, fuck me. Where you don't have psychological movement as the me factor, which is put together by thought, by words of some people who tell you things, this is how to live, this is how to choose, this is how to, people who have not been able to help themselves, people who are dead, but walking, telling people what to do. It's like, a town that is filled with blind people that is being led by one man with one eye. I have found something. Something deep. A way of living where thought functions normally, objectively. And it is void of psychological movement as the main factor, which is put together by, by words, by experience, by knowledge. So the, so the psychological entity, me, is the opposite of a good thought. I will reiterate that. All these me factors, they are put together by thought, by your words, by your experiences, by knowledges. I see. The psychological entity, me, is the opposite. Of a good thought. I also see that is the best way to live. A mind that is void of me factor. That's the best way to live. 
for is the knowledge to function efficiently without the psychological element of egoistical me projecting into the field of knowledge as long as there is me the greed of self there will be a battle misconstrument this self is put together by thought the phrase remembrance and attachment they are the basis of thought that's the first secret we are going to be unleashing on this episode know who you associate with know your friends know your location know the people living where you are in your location be mindful of your relationships be mindful of your relationships with people be mindful with your relationship even in church in mosque in religious centers in traditional centers let's not forget we are still probing into what thought is so i have discovered that is the best way to live to have a mind that is free of me factor to be mindful of your thoughts to be mindful of your associations so I have discovered that that is the best way to live, not as an idea, but as an actuality. If you live this way, if you have inquired, gone into it profoundly, then and then it is yours. At this juncture, say to yourself, I receive power. Breathe in when you say to yourself, I receive power. And when you breathe out, say, I receive grace from the universe. For you to be your you, for you to be a better you, you need to be mindful of your thoughts. You need to be mindful of what you think about yourself. How do you see yourself when you look at, the, when, when you stare in the mirror? What do you see? Do you see a broken man? Do you see a poor man? Do you see a man that is finished for? What do you see? What is your thought about yourself? What is your thought about other people? Remember the first secret. Know who you associate with. Start from knowing what you are thinking about. Be mindful, be conscious of what you are thinking about. Is it I'm in pain? Is it oh my God, I just ate it when this thing, as in how do you think? What are the things going on in your mind? All, the, all these things are the things that will form the reality of your life regardless of your status, regardless of your person. And they are the things that will eventually lead to your death. Be mindful of what you think about. If you live this way, if you have the mind that inquires and you have gone into it profoundly, then and then it is yours. You receive power and grace from the universe to be yourself, especially in love. Additionally, with better choices of thoughts to yourself and others, we have relationship. And then this kind of relationship is real fun. This kind of relationship is a great delight to discuss, to think about to talk over with great realness. When you are mindful, when you, 
when you are mindful of the choices of your thoughts, when you make better choices of thoughts, when you think to be positive, when you think positively about yourself, about others, about every situation that is happening to you, the kind of relationships you have, they are the ones that, that is filled with realness, real fun and a great delight. Fast forward to glory of death. <laughs> Remember, we just decided to go into what thought is all about. If thought is the beginning of what leads to death, what do you think about? Let's fast forward to glory of death. In the same way of better choices of thought, I want to inquire into what is death. And you too, whether you are ready or not, to fully understand what it means, we must make a short references to what people have said about death. What do people say about death? My son has died. My wife was dead yesterday. Oh, I lost my lovely dad. I just lost my husband. I just lost my mother. These are the things, these are the, these are the common sayings about death. I have also shed tears. Trust me, God's people. I have felt loneliness. The misery. The regrets. The appalling sense of wastage of time, of life. I have felt all these things. So it becomes a must for me to find out what death means. That's why I've decided to look into death. God's people, you want to know about death. You are supposed to be fearless about death when you get to know it. It is doable. It is achievable. Everybody can live. It's only a question of choice. Slavery is a choice. By Kanye West. Slavery is a choice. Not knowing is a choice. Not inquiring is a choice. Inquiring is a choice. I have lived with all these things. Wastage of time, wastage of life. So it becomes a must for me to understand what death means. My mother just died. Why must she die? Can the mind know this? Can the mind know that which is unknown? Let's answer that question after this music break, God's people. Stay tuned. Yeah. 
Today's edition on Mercury 11. And together with me on the show today is a wonderful person, someone you want to meet, a teenager, one of the most amazing teenagers I've met in my entire life. But you know, as we do it, let's take some deep breaths as we listen to Rude Boy Audio Morning by Rude Boy. Stay tuned, God's people. Remember I see your boy Abayomi all the way from Lagos, Nigeria and you know how we do it. When you're breathing through your nostrils for about 10 seconds, say to yourself, I am lovable. And when you breathe out for about 5 to 6 seconds from the same nostrils, slowly, gently say to yourself, I am enough. Do that as many times as possible. You really want to meet this person, my co-host today. Trust me, you want to do. But first, let's listen to Audio Money. 
And as you know, God's people, you can always connect with us on all our social media platforms, on Instagram, on, on our WhatsApp status, on our Facebook, on our Twitter. You know, you can always connect us for daily meditations, daily meditative messages, messages that are spot on, that are inspiring. You know how we do it. It's all about positive vibes. I'm going straight to this topic, a very wonderful one at that, audio love with my niece. My niece, why don't you just introduce yourself and say something to the people? Hello everyone, I'm Miracle Abraham Kati. I'm a believer, well I'm a believer in positive vibes, like the theme of this podcast is, and thank you for having me on the show today. Yeah, we are glad to have you on the show, you know, but please, for the sake of our mic, you know, you might need to speak up a bit more. You know, so so you can capture your voice very well. So we are treating an interesting and exciting topic today that is titled Audio Love. Audio Love. And my niece, I'm gonna start with my niece, you know, is actually a medical a student of medicine. You know, so she's the first doctor in her family, you know, for now. We are hoping there'll be more doctors, you know, and everybody won't just be a talkative like me. <laughs> You know, so Dr. Miracle, yeah, I choose to call her Dr. Miracle, please. That's all I call her. When you hear the word audio love, what comes to your mind? Well, um, when I hear the term audio love, what comes into my mind is the way social media has led us to paint an image of ourselves that is in stark contrast to who we are in actual reality. Mm. A lot of the times we are led by social media to broadcast our highlights and make it seem like our lives are perfect. We see people with lives that are, that seem perfect. We see people with lives that seem perfect on the gram, commit suicide or fall into depression because no one understands what they are really going through. Social media has led us to paint images of ourselves and of others that seem perfect. Mm. And that trend has led most of us to glorify things that are not actually meant to be glorified. That's what comes into my mind when we talk about audio love. A lot of the time, a song, a rap song by Nasty C, there's a line there that hits me that says, Love only visits on your birthday night. Mm. And for us in this generation, it's actually very true. Mm. On the eve of people's birthdays, you see those who have not checked on them mm. for years start to write enormous epistles about how much they mean to them when you never really call to check up on these people. Mm. Love does not just mean posting your friends' pictures all the time because that's what social media leads us to believe. Um, as the, the longer the epistle on the person's birthday, the more you love 
whoever it is mm. it doesn't work that way we we need to <laughs> please excuse me audio love is very prevalent in our society mm. i mean i think it's most prevalent on people's birthdays but not just that you see a person who you see a person's friend get an extraordinary win and all of a sudden those who have not even spoken to them for months for years who do not know exactly what is going on in their lives and what they had to overcome mentally emotionally to get to that point they mm. just come up and my dearest friend the one who i mm. i check people's instagram stories and whatsapp stories or twitter and you see everyone calling them the love of my life mm. often now you see everyone is the loml mm. in quotes wow. how is you don't look i not love that many people it's really it, I do not believe that social media could have given us such an enlarged capacity to love. It, <laughs> all it has given us is um, a way to mask infatuation or hypocrisy yeah, as yeah. love. And that's yeah. what I term audio love to be. Thank Platonically, you. romantically, we have begun to mask feelings that are not true hmm. as love for the gram. Wow, wow. Thank you so much. And really, you know, when it comes to love, love is supposed to be a feeling of deep affection and intense feeling which is expected to be deeply rooted in some elements of truth so, understand? so but what we have right now is fake love audio love thank you for that so now but when we, you know we, we've been talking about audio love you know so i think it's also important we talk about love why how do we differentiate audio love from real love because there are many people just as you said earlier, you know, when you see the way they respond to those comments, you know, they always, you know, they love it. They even crave it, you know. So how do we differentiate love from, I mean, real love from audio love? Well, for me, I think I have learned to differentiate audio love from real love by looking out for the people that hold your hands in the times you need it the most. Mm. A person who truly loves you will be there for you on line and offline as well hmm. it does not just matter a person who truly loves you will go the extra mile to see you succeed a person who is showing audio love towards you will obviously only show up when the time when when the going is good hmm. a person who truly loves you will be there through thick and through okay. thin yeah will call to check up will look out for you at every point in time wow. you can recognize audio love by it's quite easy those who are there when the going is good mm. those who are there when you win those who are ready to post you at your highlights mm. those who are never there when you need their when you need their, them to hold your hands the mm. most in mm. the very dark times of life i mm. believe that's how you can differentiate audio love from true thank love. you very much you really 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 hit it on the head and you know i appreciate that you know, so and I, I, I want to believe all our listeners worldwide too. They appreciate this is what a teenager is saying about audio love. She's my niece. I'm, I'm seriously happy and proud to have her as a niece. You know, so now I want us to go to implication of audio love in the society. You know, but before we go there, let's take this music break. Stay tuned, God's people. And if we have a world. Ordinary people 
God's people. Implication of audio love in the society, Dr. Miracle, my home doctor, the very first doctor in our family for now. What do you think? What are the implications? The implications of audio love in our current society. What do you think? Well, I believe that in our society, audio love has begun to degrade values. Mm. Audio love has begun to make endearments that should have deeper meanings very commonplace mm. on social media it's very common now to see a person say they love someone else and so now when you hear a person tell you they love you it does not have that deep meaning it normally mm. should have it does not bring with it the implication of the knowledge of the fact that for a person to say they love me they will go the extra mile for me they will go to any length to see me succeed it has i would say it has debased integrity in most of us we find it very easy now to lie wow. on social media yeah. just to make ourselves look good. good just to make those who are we are posting about look good on social media because the whole world is watching mm. wow. And wow. Wow. that's the major implication for me a degradation of integrity mm. and, and it's pathetic yeah it's true you are very 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 right you know, see, the Yorubas will say, I'm like, I'm even also learning some things I already know. You know, so, and some things I already know have been said in a different way. You know, so, and I want to believe all our listeners out there, you are not just looking at, you know, this is coming from a teenager and, you know, that egoistical me, that me factor is actually, you know, blocking you from getting the point. You see, this audio love, eh, it has become a author of confusion, just like the devil. Out of confusion, like a thought, you know, we have put a structure together in our minds like, oh, these are people are doing, and you see crowds doing same thing over and over again, getting I love you, you know, someone who was not there for you when things were, you know, on, on down south, and that person just shows up on your bed and says, I love you, and you just believe that, you know, so like you said, you have a point there, 
You have a very solid point there. You know, and it's bringing about confusion. It's bringing about lack of realness. All these things must be stopped. It has to be stopped. So what do you recommend, Dr. Miracle? What do you think we should do about this? How do you think we can stop these, you know, from, from spreading? How do you think we can curb it? Well, there's a term in psychology called herd mentality. Okay. When people go ahead to do what their friends do, even though it is not completely logical, but because hmm. a lot of people do it, you go ahead and follow the crowd yeah. and do the same thing mm. as well. Yeah. And so to curb that kind of mentality, because I believe that hard mentality is what is causing the influx of audio love on mm. social media. And so to curb it, I think we need to instill in ourselves a deeper, a deeper sense of care for one another on platonic and romantic senses mm. i mean we see youtube couples break up yeah very often by things that happen from things that happen on social media so first we need to limit exactly how much we share on social media there are some mm. things that are very unnecessary mm. to share on your social media platforms you don't have to post everything that goes on in your life first off mm. and also we need to show to ourselves uh, beyond posting our friends we need to actually begin to check up on people. Yeah. I mean, 70% of teens, I think below the ages of 25, 70% of youth below the age of 25 have been found to be depressed. So yeah. let's make a habit of actually checking up on people we believe we love, yeah. people that we actually care about. Let's show that love to them by continually checking up on them. Hmm. And let's have integrity. Let us mean what we say at every point in time. Mm. Let people know that it's not every single person that celebrates their birthday that you say you love. And yeah. so when you tell a person you love them, it means so much more to them because they know that you don't say it every day. Mm. It's not something you say to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Yeah. And so it, your words mean more yeah, to other to people, people. Like integrity of mm. what you say. Mm. That's something I think is very key. Have integrity in what you say. Let so, everyone know that. When you say an endearment that I care about you or I love you, really mean it because you don't say it to everybody. Wow, wow, that's a beautiful one, Miracle, and I really appreciate that. I'm really so blessed to be here. You know, so and in addition to that, just to buttress what you have said, you know, psychologically, you know, what you call hard mentality can also be referred to as social proof. You know, social proof is institutional by, you know, for instance, you go to use an ATM, you know, where you have about one, two, three, four, five, six, eight years. I do it every day and I see it every day. You know, where you have about five outlets where you can collect money, you see one people, you just see a, a very long queue on maybe one and maybe another queue on two. And people decide to leave the three. You know, what people do is that when they get there, because they see people on a particular line, they just go there without asking questions. They just go there without, you know, so I think it's important, it's imperative that we ask better questions. You know, ask yourself better questions. Know yourself. It's important that you know yourself. Know yourself. Understand what you are. You know, when you know yourself, you have the opportunity to raise your self-esteem. You know, and be yourself. Be real. If you're going to post anything at all, make sure it's something that is real. Make sure that you can trace it to, you know, some fundamental truth. You know, so know yourself. Be yourself. Love yourself. Don't wait until somebody says, I love you, before you feel loved. Don't always, don't always wait for people to sympathize with you. You know, some people enjoy sympathy. 
Know yourself, be yourself, love yourself. Seek goodness in yourself. Seek goodness in people. Seek goodness. Seek goodness in everything, in every situation. Good or bad, seek goodness and be goodness. You know, be the agent of that change you want to see in the world. You want to see a world where we have truth, where everybody is real, where you mean what you say, where you say what you mean. But it's also important for you to be that, to be that good person. You know, so be an agent of the change you want to see. And lastly, I feel that we all must seek love and be loved. On this, on this note, I would like us to take another deep breath where you say to yourself, I know myself when you breathe in. And when you breathe out, say, I be myself. Say that, do that for some minutes. So, Dr. Miracle, what's the final note for God's people? You know, people are listening. What do you think? You know, just anything on this topic. Is there any other thing you feel you've not shared that you'd like to share? Well, I... Excuse me, please. I believe you've shared about it all. Be goodness. See goodness and have integrity in what you say. Let people know that you mean what you say. And when people know this, when people know this, know you for your particular set of values, it it's affects others around you. And you have more people shaping themselves to the likeness of the values you have when mm. they appreciate oh them. Oh my God, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. You Keep affect going. others. You radiate your light mm. to others. And yes, and that's what I that's... would encourage everyone to do. Wow, you heard it yourself, God's people. Be true to yourself. Seek love and be that love that you seek out there. You know, and this way we're going to be drawing the curtain, God's people. I believe you've enjoyed yourself. You can be part of the show. You can send us messages, you know, and we always look for topics. You can send us topics, anything you want us to talk about. On more motivation, more, more. This is what we do. On Thursdays, we come your way like this with Mercury 11. And on Sundays, we come your way with Jesus for the streets. And on, on a daily basis, you can always connect with us, you know, for some spot-on messages of positive vibes, positivities. It's all about positivities here at Yomi Daniels. Thank you, God's people. And this is where we're going to be drawing the curtain, like we said earlier. Thank you for staying tuned. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.